Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my fiance, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is February 28th. 1998. It is. Time's just ticking by. Tick, tick, tick. No news this week, but I haven't had much time. We've been very busy. It has been a very busy week. And I haven't had much time to peruse the paper, but uh, we'll have some some news soon. Yeah, we lost power for two days this week, so. Yeah, we did. That was no fun. Power outage. No good. No. So we've been playing catch up. Yeah. Throwing stuff away from refrigerators. And That's the worst part, it. isn't it? Yeah. Like losing power because then you got to replace all your food. <laughs> Bless well, you. Thank you. It's it's in some ways bad and in other ways kind of I don't know cathartic almost. <laughs> it's like you're starting over. Sure. You got a fresh clean. Refrigerator to put stuff in. If I had cleaned it before we put the new food in, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. But I didn't do anything like that. Come on now. Well, but what we did do was mm. watch a movie. This movie, oh my lord, like, I don't understand how such decent actors ended up. Involved in this pile of garbage. I love how you can't even call them good actors. Such decent actors. Such garden variety actors. Well, no, okay. Like Kiefer Sutherland, you know I like Kiefer Sutherland. I especially liked him in Flatliners. Kiefer, yes. Yeah, that's why I said Kiefer. I know. I didn't say. I didn't oh. say you didn't say Kiefer. Um, and Jennifer Connelly, I liked her in Labyrinth. Yeah, Jennifer Connelly is classic. But in this movie. It's no good. Like, their their acting is fine. It's not necessarily the problem, but it's not, right. it doesn't do anything to help either. This is a weird, so we saw Dark City. Yeah. And it was a little too dark and boring in that theater, I gotta say. Cinematography was, was interesting. Was it? A very, it's a very uh, moody, neo-noir Kind of dark aesthetic film, maybe a little bit of uh, like blue hue to to things. I think they were trying to be mysterious. Yeah, and they were too mysterious because it was hard to understand what was happening. The problem with the movie is that it it it's all mood, no story. Well, agreed, and. It, a mystery is a hard thing. A satisfying mystery is a hard thing to build. Sure. Because there are certain parts to it. You have to you have to uh, grab people with a premise, and then you have to slowly build that out and <clears throat> give people just enough clues and information in order for them to speculate. That's the... the the fun of it, right? But there was no, uh, there wasn't enough to really speculate. No, there wasn't. There, this movie starts with complete exposition. Kiefer Sutherland just being like, 
uh, one day aliens came down and they were <laughs> like, "Hey, we're dying, and we want to we we want to know what makes humanity humanity." So we're gonna we're gonna do this and stuff, and it's like, okay, and then they start building out this mystery, and it's like, I mean, what am I supposed to be getting out of this? I I that Kiefer Sutherland's voiceover at the beginning of the movie sounds like a studio note, right? And a bad one because don't tell us that, don't give us that information, and. What they needed to do was more organically build that those revelations in mm-hmm. with the movie. <clears throat> then it might have been able to reach a satisfying conclusion. I mean, the conclusion at the end of this movie is essentially, uh, it's not a city, it's a fucking spaceship. And it's pointed away from the sun. And that's why it's always dark. <laughs> And then at the end, Rufus Sewell points it to the sun, and they get a sunny day. And it's, like, awesome. So, okay, I missed, like, everything but the beginning and the last, like, scene of the movie. Carol fell asleep. So. (laughs) And she was so peaceful looking, I couldn't disturb her. Because it was so awful and boring, I could, there was nothing to keep me awake, but... Um, I was really confused when I woke up and it was all bright and he was with his wife. Like the main character was with his wife sure, again. Yeah. Not really his wife, but yes. Not? Oh weird. Nope. Okay, so tell me what happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'll start from the beginning. Dude wakes up and there's a murdered prostitute. With weird symbols in her murdered body. Yeah, which don't really add up to anything, as it turns out. Oh, really? Yeah. That's disappointing. <clears throat> but the the whole... And that's the thing, too. They could have done this as a neo-noir murder mystery. And had these... The aliens or whatever as, like, shadow characters in the background that we don't know a lot about. Mm-hmm. And we don't know exactly what's going on. And then... Like reveal that it's a sci- actually a sci-fi premise slowly as the movie goes on. Play with play with motif and stuff like that, like how it's always dark and everything. Yeah. Play with like, you know, ever like the the viewer is just taking that for granted that we're just seeing one night or we're only getting scenes at night. We're yeah. skipping morning scenes until one of the characters goes. Let me ask you a question. Do you remember the last time? That you did something during the day. And all of a sudden, you could be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, um, oh, you know, like, realize that he d- hasn't done anything during the day. Then you'd be like, oh, whoa, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. And then start to get answers. That would be interesting. <clears throat> if you thought the movie was one thing and then it slowly started to go into another thing. Like, I've always had this idea in the back of my head for a movie that I thought would be hilarious. But I don't think it... It'd be so hard to pull off. But you have, like, romantic comedy, right? And you build this as a romantic comedy. Like, the all the, uh, the, the press and everything is, like, you know, just how you would do a romantic comedy. It's guy and girl, and, you know, they're mismatched in some way or, or whatever. They're forced into this situation and, and stuff like that. And they... 
I mean, so like the first half of the movie, they're not getting along. Maybe she's maybe like he's the new employee and she's like the boss or something like that. And they just they don't get along, but there's that sexual chemistry there and, and everything. And and he's you know the he's too manly and and he doesn't have a sensitive side and she hates it you know and stuff and all that stuff right and they get sent to this like corporate retreat right at a camp so they go to this corporate retreat with other people from the company at a camp there's a mix-up they get lodged in the same the same cabin and they're like oh what are we gonna do and then night falls and suddenly there's a fucking masked killer stalking and murdering uh, each one of the the people that they work with. So it, it, it's like a romantic comedy, but it suddenly shifts into a horror movie. Oh, interesting. Like a slasher movie halfway through. And people would be like, what the fuck? Right. What is going on? <laughs> that it, would be. Because those are very different. Those movies have... have traditionally have different demographics right. obviously there is some crossover of people that like romantic comedies and like horror movies like me. right but there's there's some division there right and i just think it would be hilarious to like mm-hmm. almost like a trick right but if you made it well i feel like it would be like a very a very satisfying twist they could have done that with this movie they had the perfect setup to make this like this is a neo noir like crime story, and then all of a sudden it's a sci fi story because those two things can actually fit together, and I think it would have been fascinating. Yeah, but they didn't do that. Nope. Instead, what they did is they started out with the exposition of "Hey, these are aliens," mm-hmm. and we're like, "Okay, so we know they're aliens," and the that, only thing that made sense, and that takes the mystery out of it. And then it's like, so once you know that, all your thought is, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? And they're, they're not, the answers aren't super satisfying. See, that's usually, that's the weak point in a story like this. A mystery kind of like, you got to figure out what's really going on thing. The, the strength of it and the fun part about it is like figuring out what's going on. What is the actually, who are these people? What is the actual story here? Mm. And then you figure stuff out. When you think too much about their motivations, that's the fridge logic stuff. That's the stuff that like after you've seen the movie, <clears throat> you're standing in front of the fridge looking at what you're going to eat. And all of a sudden you're like, hey, wait a second. But why would they do this? Like <laughs> That those are the weak parts because it's really hard to justify a lot of the, that stuff. Those are the weak parts of, of the movie, but revealing to us that they're aliens at the beginning makes us think about only that. Yeah, why are they doing these things? So we're constantly thinking about what their motivations are, and it, they don't make a lot of sense. And then when they're finally just told to us at the end of the movie, it's like, but is that really? Does that work? Like, what, is that logical? <laughs> it makes no sense. So it it just makes it super unsatisfying. So explain to me. And this movie's getting good reviews. It is. It is. What the fuck? I don't understand. But can you explain to me how this guy's wife's not his wife? Because the only thing I knew is the main character was separated from his wife. Yeah, because she cheated on him. Yeah, and like but he didn't have any memories, and he's trying to piece together who he is. So he wakes up. 
Kiefer Sullivan tells us at the beginning that he's a doctor. These are aliens. And Kiefer Sullivan has betrayed his his kind, humans, because he's he's helping them with their experiment on the human beings. So we know all that's going on when he wakes up, which is stuff we should not know when he wakes up. It should just start with him waking up, seeing this murdered woman and being like, "I have what is going on? I have no memory. I, I don't know who I am. I don't know what my name is. I don't know how I got here. Because that's how it starts. Right. And he... So he figures out uh, through a series of things, he left his his wallet at an automat, which is a, like a like I pointed what out. What the fuck was that, by the it, way? It's a super 1950s thing. It's so it was a thing they did in like the 50s where it's like a lunch counter kind of thing almost. But it, it, it it's the same the same uh, premise as like a vending machine, except it was the 50s. So a person worked behind there. There'd be a wall, and it would have, like, chicken salad sandwich, you know, ham sandwich, uh, juice, coffee, whatever. Right. Right? And people would go up, and they'd be like, yeah, I want this, and they'd push a button or whatever. And then the person would be like, okay, they'd leave their money, and they'd open up the the thing, and they'd take out what they wanted. The person would replace the plate with something else, with the same thing, you know, but uh-huh. in the, the whatever. They'd make another sandwich, they'd put it in there. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that seems really bad, though. Like, what if somebody didn't take something for a few hours? And it just I, goes bad. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they really handled automats in the I 50s. Mean, I mean, like, now it's like they're sitting under heat lamps to keep stuff warm, or they're sure. in a fridge to keep it cold. Like, you just set it there on a shelf for how God knows how long. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know Ew. what the incidence of food poisoning was at automats. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do, like, a, a uh, research study on that. But, but anyway, so... Like, it it is kind of weird, and that's another thing that could have been a good mystery, Mm -hmm. is the mix of eras. Mm -hmm. There are, like, there's cars from different eras and stuff like that. If that stuff would have been highlighted a little bit more, and we didn't know they were aliens, you know, and everything, like, that might have been, that might have added to it, too. We might have been like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, the the aliens should have been part of the mystery, for sure. Um, So, he figures out what his name is, he figures out... Jennifer Connolly's married to him. Um, and then essentially not much happens. Like standard like science fiction chase stuff where William Hurt is a a detective that's after him. These aliens, these bald aliens are also after him. They can do this magic called tuning, which is essentially they can manifest anything they want with their minds. What? Wow. Seems super powerful. Right. He can do it too. For reasons not really explained. Okay. Is he an alien? No. He's a human, but he has gained the power of tuning, which is what they call it, through uh, Kiefer Sullen's experimentation. It's sort of hinted, and I wasn't 100% paying attention either, So, <laughs> but it was sort of hinted and maybe even... Uh, flat out stated that Kiefer Sutherland was like trying to do that so that they could fight back against the aliens because he didn't like the aliens. Okay. Um. They they're they're on a search for him. He's running from both groups, and then eventually he gets caught. Kiefer Sutherland is like, "Oh, guess what, dude? I'm gonna explain exactly everything that's going on," and he does. And says, like, the aliens are here, because like I said at the beginning of the movie, Kiefer Sutherland says, um, they're dying, they left their planet, and 
the reason they're dying is because they lack humanity or something like that. Okay. It's some vague thing. They want to find out. Their experiment is to find out why the humanity, to try to figure out what humanity is, essentially, mm. what makes us human. And I guess that's supposed to be like the thesis statement of the movie is what is it that what what makes us human beings? What makes us distinct from other species? All the people on this in this city, which is really a spaceship, have been abducted from Earth from different time periods and stuff like that. Their memory, and that's why there's a bunch of different time periods. Oh, in the that's city. weird. Um. Their memories have all been, like, collected, essentially. What Kiefer Sullivan is doing, injecting people into their brains and stuff like that, he's moving memories around, sometimes creating memories, too. Uh, And everyone has different memories. Therefore, he and Jennifer Connelly were never actually married. She never cheated on him. There were never any, like, he wasn't murdering prostitutes. This was just... Another story they implanted. Wow. They, they, like like rats in a maze. They they give them uh, like a story. They watch them run through it and weave through it. They try to, and that's how they try to figure out what their humanity is. Right? Oh, weird. I don't like it. And I don't know how that's going to save them either. Mm. But Kiefer Sutherland, and that's why I'm saying, like, you made us focus on that stuff, and that's the stuff that doesn't make any sense. That's the stuff that's really hard to make sense. But Kiefer Sutherland's like, oh, and. The when they find out, so the uh, William Hurt and one of the big uh, alien guys, they're coming after him. They end up in a fight and stuff like that. They end up getting flung into space. They fall through like part of the city and they end up getting flung into the blackness of space. That's how they die. And Rufus Sewell, the, who's the main character, he was that's when he realizes, oh, we're on a fucking spaceship and everything. It's like it's caught. And Kiefer Sullivan like secretly he 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 pushes the puts the thing. He's supposed to be doing new memories for him so that they can... This is the ultimate final experiment. All the aliens are gathered around. They all wear trench coats for some reason, and they're all bald albinos. No no explanation (laughs) for that. Even the little kids. That's weird. Uh, But it's supposed to be the final experiment where they can figure out what humanity is and everything. And then Kiefer Sullivan injects him, and his memories start, and he's like... Kiefer Sullivan's in in the memories, and he's like, hey, guess what? I'm here. In your memories, I put myself in here. Oh, jeez. We're, we're betraying the aliens. This is not actually, I don't know how, I don't know why the, why or how the aliens can't check what he's injecting him in. Mm-hmm. Seems like a security breach there. <laughs> but he says, this, I'm going to give, I'm giving you a lifetime of experiences, that's going to happen in a second, uh, of training in tuning so that you can become a master of it. You somehow through the, this process, you have gained their ability. No explanation, really, for how that happened. Um, but this is going to help you master it so you can fight them. And I'm going to be here training you the whole time. And then it just, like, very quickly montage goes to, like, an entire life of him training. So then he comes out, and all of a sudden he's got that that superhero face that, <laughs> you know, like, and um, and he's like, I can tune, and he's, like, f- he's flinging people all over the place and stuff like that, and he's... He's the most powerful boy. That's the <laughs> what happens. So he flings everybody away, kills them all or something like that. And then there's only the one like alien left and he's dying and stuff like that. 
And he's like, oh, oh, you know, or whatever. And like, you know, and Rufus Sewell looks at him and he's like, uh, you wanted to know uh, what made us human, but you made a mistake. You looked here. And he points at his head. You should have looked here. <laughs> and he points at his heart. And, and then they like, rip his heart out. Right. Let's study it. And it's just like, it's the stupidest, most cliche thing ever. And throughout the entire movie, there's this thing about Shell Beach. Everyone's been to Shell Beach. There's a, 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 a billboard for Shell Beach, and it's like, Shell Beach is the best. How do you get to Shell Beach? Oh, I don't remember. Like, no one remembers anything. No one remembers specifics. Weird. Because they have memories implanted, mm-hmm. and they're only really partial memories, so that's a big reason why. And then they're getting memories, presumably, from experiencing things with the false memories, so it's all weird. But anyway, he was supposed to be born in Shell Beach and stuff like that, and so that's the end of the movie. He turns the the spaceship slash city towards the sun, like I said, so that it now there's now a day, and he he rips open part of it and floods it with water, so that there's a beach, and that's where he meets Jennifer Connelly, who's had he's like, oh, I can I can be with Jennifer Connelly again, and Kiefer Sutherland's like, no, her. She's already been implanted with new memories. It's all wiped clean. She doesn't remember you or whatever. And so he goes to the beach and introduces himself, and then they walk off together, presumably to begin a relationship. Weird. What a waste of time movie. Like, yes. That's, yeah. It's There's no point to any of it. No. it's It was one of the biggest wastes of time I have ever sat through. And I cannot believe this movie is getting good reviews. If you liked this movie, I mean, good for you. Late fee, 1994 at AOL.com. Tell us why. We we won't shame you. Everyone can like what they like. Yeah. I, mean, I would like to understand why you like I it. I just don't. I don't get what's entertaining about this movie. Like, like I said, to me, this movie is a fail. First of all, the pacing is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's It's somewhat interesting at the very, very beginning. And then maybe somewhat interesting at the very end. And the middle is a slog. It's boring as hell. The stuff that you fell asleep for, I mean, just... I didn't miss anything good, huh? No. Um, But the biggest failure to me is structure. This movie is structured completely wrong. We we start almost at the end where it's like... Like I said, with the Kiefer Sullivan thing and everything. This movie should have been... Like I said before, this movie should have been built out as a mystery... And then the sci-fi elements slowly brought in, and you have to tease this stuff out throughout the almost the entire runtime of the movie. But with enough, like like a little bit on like every other page or every third page or whatever of the script, so that it the the audience is continually engaged and satisfied with what's going on. Right. But yeah, start it out as one thing, turn it into another thing. And, you know, and, but the premise of, to me, and that's the biggest thing, to me, the premise of aliens are dying. No idea why exactly they're dying, Mm -hmm. but they're dying. And understanding humanity and making themselves more human-like will save them for reasons (laughs) is what we're given. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. So I don't, I don't understand that. I don't understand any of it, really. No, and like, it's just, 
I'm disappointed because the previews made it look like just my, up my alley, like a creepy, right? You know, kind of fun noirish kind of movie. Like that looks awesome to me. This was not awesome. Yeah, this was the absolute opposite. And like I said, people were people were praising the in the reviews that I saw. People were praising the atmosphere, which I guess fair enough. Like sure. It has some atmosphere to it. It's all it has going for it. And people were praising like the, um, the I don't know some of the acting and, and stuff like that. But it was mostly atmosphere stuff. But and to me, you could make a movie with this type of atmosphere and make it good. But it has to be a much more interesting story, and it has to hold together much more logically. Yeah. And this just failed on every level. So I guess, you know, just to say, don't waste your goddamn time. I wouldn't. I I would not watch. This is one of the worst movies I've seen in a while, Mm -hmm. to me. Just boring. I'm trying to think if there was any movie that we've watched that I liked less than this. Intersection? Maybe. No, not Intersection. That was the one with uh, Richard Gere. That was better than this. Um, That one movie that I thought was really boring, like, last year... Where, like, some dude gets, like, killed in front of a house or something. I don't know. I can't remember the name of it. A dude gets killed in front of a house. <laughs> um, Yeah, like, him and his wife are, you know... Never mind. No, no. I, I want to know what you're talking about. Don't say never mind. I'm trying to... Like, if I try to explain it, it will sound better than it was. But, like, it, it ended weird. Um... Explain it. It doesn't matter if it sounds better than it was. I want to. I want to try to figure out the movie. So, okay. So there's a guy and his wife that it starts out. They're like arguing in a house. He he goes off and leaves her. She gets. I think she gets killed while he's gone. Maybe. Okay. And I don't know. Somebody breaks in. <coughs> uh huh. So far, it's starting sounding like the fugitive. It's not. Which though. is a good movie. Which came out in 1993, which means we didn't cover it, but... I don't know. I can't I can't remember the details. I just remember uh, that it man and a woman boring. are arguing. They're married. She gets killed. He I leaves. Think, I think she gets killed. I'm not even sure. Oh, how does it end weird? You're not talking about 12 monkeys, are you? No. Okay, there was, like, a gun chase in, like, a dark desert at the end of the movie. A gun chase in a dark desert? Yeah. This is a dream you had? Maybe. <laughs> oh, my God, we're going to have to, like, go and look through the tapes to figure it I'm out. I'm trying to think now. what movie this could be. I do not It was, like, this. some kind of, like, artistic... Oh, The English Patient. No, that was terrible, though. You're right, that was terrible. Still better than this movie, though. Oh, okay. Fuck. I thought it was The English Patient. And you liked the movie, and I didn't like the movie. I didn't like The English Patient. No, the, the movie I'm thinking of. Oh. Well, that's weird. Um, but yeah, the, the desert and guns, and I, like I thought, I thought I had it with The English Patient. No. The movie sucked. Yeah, I fell asleep um, during that one, too. That movie was boring as hell. <laughs> um, that's how you know a movie sucks. Carol falls asleep. It's... Right. Man, I wish I knew what, what movie you were talking about. I don't know. It's like a Hollywood thing. Um, a Hollywood thing. Like the people are in Hollywood. 
Oh, I was going to say, um, uh, I was going to say The Fifth Element. No. But no, that was not great either. The people are in Hollywood. Still better than this movie, though. People are in Hollywood. I don't know. They're being stalked. Like, the, the, somebody's sending them messages. Like, he'd been in their house. Like, he sent them a video that he'd been in their house. Oh, I didn't like that movie. You didn't like it either? The Lost Highway? That was it. The Lost Highway. Thank you. The David Lynch movie. Yeah. See, that one. That one was okay. was maybe worse than this one. So. Maybe. No. No. no the, this is worse than The Lost Highway. All right. The Lost Highway. So, Okay. I didn't I didn't love the Lost Highway. I had an interesting theory about what the movie was about. And that's you were like, "Well, it sounds interesting what you're talking about and stuff." Um but I didn't like it. I didn't get it. Like, here's the thing though. The difference is I get what this movie was trying to do, and this movie just failed. Mm-hmm. I legitimately think I maybe not smart enough to watch David Lynch movies <laughs> because He's a very good director, and he, that, like, The Lost Highway and other movies that he makes, it's clear he knows what he's doing. Right. He knows what he means, and everything that he's doing makes sense to him. (laughs) Now, it might all be wrapped in a weird puzzle that, that no one can figure out, and that's up to the individual whether or not that makes good cinema, but he knows what he's doing. So it's not ineptitude. Like, the reason The Lost Highway doesn't work for me is not ineptitude. Okay. It's not a badly made movie. He's a good director, and he knew what he was doing making that movie. I don't know what he was doing making that movie. (laughs) Gotcha. And the failure could be 100% mine. I just might not be smart enough to understand David Lynch films. And you know what? That's fine. If, if, If that's the case... That's cool. That can be for smarter people or more astute film goers, and I'm okay with that. And I and I'll watch um, Face Off and right. be and be fine with that, right? Um, but I thought there were some interesting elements in the movie, but for the most part, I, I I did not enjoy it. And I would I would make the argument that Theater of the Obscure mm-hmm. it does not make the best. Okay. That I think you can make. I'm not a huge David Lynch fan. I know that's uh, uh, sacrosanct for a lot of. Uh, fil- I'm sorry. What now? It's it's like I'm I'm being a heretic. Ah. Uh, you know I know that it's uh, yeah it's against a lot of like very hardcore film fans and stuff like that to say that. But I'm not I'm not a huge David Lynch fan, and I'm not a big fan of movies that are difficult. And I think you can make a very thought-provoking, provocative, controversial, however you want to say it, film that is accessible to human beings. And it's the same way that I feel about writing. So there are certain authors, like Cormac McCarthy, wrote a book called Blood Meridian, which is a good-ish book, but it's like he's a difficult read. It's very hard to understand. There are there are many parts of that book that are almost a mystery. And then you you juxtapose that with one of my favorite authors, 
John Steinbeck, who writes about difficult topics, uh, writes about humanity, writes about America, uh, the you know what makes us who we are. A very very difficult and and complex subjects, right? Mm-hmm. But the language he uses is simple. It's accessible right. to people. You can, anyone can read it. Now, you have to put in, you know, someone could read it and not fully get it, and someone that puts more thought into reading it will get more out of it, out of John mm-hmm. Steinbeck, but anyone can read it. The bar for accessibility is low. The bar for Cormac McCarthy is high. Okay. The language is complex. It's weird. Um, that's the same way I feel about, and I like the accessibility more. And it's the same way I feel about movies. Okay. David Lynch's, the language of his films is hard. It's hard to get into. There are some people that, that, that some other directors that are much more accessible. And they talk about just as, they, you know, the the stuff that uh, that art, that great art speaks to. The nature of humanity, what it is to be human. Stuff that this movie was trying to touch upon. <laughs> um you know the relationships that we have with each other, with nature, with the universe. The these like philosophical, deep questions. There are movies that that talk about that stuff, but are accessible. Okay. So, and I, I I generally like accessible movies more. Um, it's like two thousand one. I don't like two thousand one, A Space Odyssey, Stanley Kubrick's movie, and I like a lot of Stanley Kubrick movies. But I don't like that movie. Never seen it. I think that movie is boring. And I think that movie is overrated. And it, it the movie starts with uh, about three to four minutes of just landscapes shots. Ew. Just nothing in them. Just landscapes. The point of it is, because it starts at the dawn of mankind. It's the the first, like, you know, hairy, humanoid-like creatures, right? And... The point of all the landscape shots is to be like, there's nothing here. The earth is barren. There is no technology. There's nothing built. There's no houses. All that stuff, right? And it's like, I don't need four minutes of that to understand that concept. You can show me two or three shots of establishing shots, and I'll be like, nothing's there. And then a monolith appears. This Mm -hmm. big black monolith appears. And... They touch it, and it gives humanity the spark of creativity and, and starts them along the journey of an, at ne- the next evolutionary step. And then we go into the future, and they find it on, on the moon, right? And then there's, like, a long scene of a spaceship going through space and no dialogue Ooh. at all. And there's a, a woman, she's bringing... It's, it sounds very awful, and it sounds like another movie that would put me to sleep. The, um, the, are you, am I putting you to sleep? Because you're giving me all the faces. <laughs> it makes it very difficult to talk with you sometimes when I'm you're sorry. giving me all the faces. I didn't am mean I to putting, give you all the faces. Am I putting you to sleep? Well, obviously not. Boring? My face is very active, so. But is this boring? What's going on? <laughs> no, I just, like, we're, we're reviewing a lot of movies at this point. But that's Okay. I was t- I'm talking about film. That's fine. We don't have a lot to talk about with this movie, so I was just talking about film. <laughs> but 
But the whole point of the whole point of that scene is to show that space travel has become routine. It's, okay. It's it's pedestrian. You know, it, it's it's like because it's it looks like a it's a, I think it's even Pan Am that they have that's taking them to the moon. So travel to the moon is like flying in a plane. That's the point of the scene. And there's this air hostess walking around and and she she's doing all this different stuff and it, like she has to do things differently because it's zero gravity and and so it's showing all this stuff with no dialogue, which is good visual filmmaking, but it goes on too long. Okay, that's my that's the problem that that I have with two thousand one is not that Kubrick is not the the visual storytelling because Kubrick is great at that and. There are a lot of other films that he makes that are fantastic that I love. This one is the one movie he's made that I just okay. <laughs> happen to not like. But it's the takes are too long and too self-indulgent. And it hits the viewer over the head with, look at this, look at this. And it's like, okay. Maybe in 1969, when this came out, before we actually had even gone to the moon, or 68, I think, is when the movie came out, um... Maybe then it was so enrapturing that it it, it was okay that the, the long indulgent right. takes worked, but it doesn't work now. That makes sense. Anyway, Carol yeah. wants to get going, so that's that's the episode. But next week we should see something better. I hope so. I mean, really, really, really hoping. Yeah, but uh, you know, close the show out, Carol. So you can write us and argue with us and tell us that you think that uh, Dark City was great. Yeah, or 2001 or, or Lost Highway right. or whatever else you want to say. At uh, latefee1994 at AOL.com. Yep. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Uh-huh. And share the tapes with your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.